Thanks for joining us today. We love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. And you can do that online at fellowshipgj.com and pick the giving option that works best for you and help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. you ever notice as you're getting older how we change in so many different ways and one of those ways is that I can't eat stuff that I used to. It's frustrating because I love to eat. I mean when I was younger I could eat a small car and it didn't matter like it didn't even touch my stomach. But now I go to dinner and I'll eat the wrong thing and it's just like (laughs) you know. It just hits you. And my wife and I are both having these stomach issues. And so we decide we're going to go and find out maybe what's wrong. So we get tested for food allergies. Well, come to find out, we get all kinds of I mean, I got a list like this, and she's got a list like this. And, and they're not the kind of food allergies that will make you stop breathing or something like that. But they're more food sensitivities. And there's, so there's all these things that if we eat them, we're going to have a bad reaction to them. And for one, for me is yeast. I can't eat yeast. Do you know how many awesome things are made with yeast? Are you kidding me? I mean, I, I, not only, okay, so I love chicken wings. I love chicken wings. You know, I love chicken wings. I always talk about chicken wings. Principal ingredient in chicken wing sauce is vinegar. Vinegar has what in it? Yeast. Not, not only that, but then the, I love pastries like cupcakes and, and cakes and all that kind of stuff. I love those things. Love them. They all have yeast in them. Can't eat them anymore. But what I did find was that for Rebecca and I is that, that we have to, to get rid of this and to, to get our stomachs back right. Not only can we not eat anything on these lists, but also then we're supposed to do an elimination diet on top of that. So we're supposed to eliminate certain things so our stomach can heal. And between the two of us, it basically narrows down. We can have water and air. That's about it. <laughs> that's, that's all we can eat. That's, that's it. But there is one thing that I found that is a pastry that, that I can eat that doesn't have yeast in it. And, and I, what seems to happen is with those particular pastries, they're all made by hostess. Okay? And there is one in particular called a zebra cake. Zebra, yeah, zebra cakes, are zebra cakes not awesome? Zebra cakes have no yeast in them. They have nothing but nitrates and MSG. <laughs> And, and my wife and I, we love, we love zebra cakes. And so, so there's this competition and there's this fight over the zebra cakes. I actually have got compartments installed in my furniture to hide zebra cakes. And when I find that she's eaten my zebra cakes, then I get very upset. And then I go into withdrawals from the nitrates and the MSG. And so, so we have this struggle in our household. And let me tell you, this is midlife problems right here. This is what you get to, get to look forward to if you're younger than us. But we are vessels and we do need to make sure that we not only are careful with what we fill up with physically, but what we fill up with emotionally and spiritually. We can fill up with great stuff or we can fill up with stuff 
that's not so great. In scripture, we find all kinds of different things that people were filling up with that were bad. In Genesis 34, 7, Jacob's sons were filled with grief and fury from something that had happened to their sister. In Numbers 22, 3, Moab was filled with dread because of the Israelites. Terror filled the heart of Saul in 1 Samuel. In Ezra 9, 11, we see a land that is filled with corruption. The scripture says, by their detestable practices, they have filled it, speaking of the land, from one end to another. Haman in, in Esther 5.9 was filled with rage. David described the people in Psalms that had hearts filled with destruction. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongue they speak deceit. Now notice what Solomon says in uh, Proverbs 129. Since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice and spurned my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. Because we are vessels, we are designed specifically to carry something. If a glass blower is making glass, he makes that glass designed to carry something. He makes different kinds of glasses, wine glasses, juice glasses, tea glasses, and they're designed to carry that liquid. Potters are the same way. If a potter makes a vessel, there's a certain thing that he has in mind for that vessel to, uh, uh, to carry. Our bodies are made up of vessels, blood vessels that carry precious blood and oxygen throughout our body. And we are very precious vessels too with a very precious cargo. There's all kinds of things that we see in scripture that you can be filled up that is bad. There's all kinds of things in scripture that you can see where people were filled with good things. We see that in scripture where people were filled with wisdom, they were filled with strength, they were filled with perseverance, they were filled with passion, the right kind of passion. And in Galatians 5.22, basically this scripture sums it up pretty, pretty good as far as what we should be filled with. And that's the fruits of the spirit, which are love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now we all want to be good little vessels filled with good things. But how can we make sure that we're only filled with the stuff we want? The quick response with that was, well, we just got to choose the right things. We make the choice. The problem is many times, I know for me, I make the wrong choices. I choose what I want, not what I need. And so that's pretty much, I think, the case for human nature. If we're not careful, we just choose the things that we want. And they're not necessarily good for us. Philippians 4, 8, 9 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. So let me give you a, a visual uh, illustration of this. In Scripture, when you're reading Scripture, water always represents life and it represents cleansing. And we see in John chapter 7, verse 37, Jesus is giving a message. And he says, on the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. And Jesus is actually speaking about the Holy Spirit, which is to come, about how he's going to be this living water that is going to come from us. And so to illustrate this further, we got to look, I think, at our, as ourselves as that vessel. And every day when we wake up, we're empty. We're empty. 
Now we know this because God says, or Jesus gives us an example of how to pray to him. And one of the things that he says is he, spoke, he says, we're supposed to say, give us this day our daily bread. And the reason that's the case is because Jesus wants us to come to him daily. He wants us to fill up with him daily. He wants us to give him our, get our daily bread from him every day. So we'll be reliant on him. So we'll be close to him. He could have said, give us this week, our daily bread. Give us this month. Give us this year. But if he would have done that, he knows human nature. He knows we would only check in with him every once in a while. And so he says, I want you to need me. I want to be in your life on a daily basis. So I want you to come to me daily. So when we wake up in the morning, we're this vessel that God has created, that God is meant to carry precious cargo. And we wake up and we're empty. Now, we know from what we've learned here at the church, and we teach on this all the time, that we're supposed to fill up daily with God. We've talked, Pastor Hooper's talked about, uh, you know, having coffee with God. That's talking about reading the Bible, having a devotion, praying, worshiping, spending time with Him. That, that's what that's, that's talking about. And for, for most of us, we've heard that. Like, we, we get that. We're not always good at it, but we grasp that. But what happens... When we're filling up with the Lord on a daily basis, in that matter, is this living water starts to fill us up. And we spend a little time in the word. Man, we start to apply that word. Then we spend some time in prayer. Then we spend some time in worship. And as we're doing this, the Holy Spirit is filling our vessel, giving us what we need for the day. Now, for me, I do really good with reading my Bible. I do really good with, with my devotional part. I'm really good at that. I'm not as good at prayer. It seems like I, I get distracted. I have a hard time, you know, praying through things. My mind wanders. I think about things that I shouldn't be thinking about, you know, get distracted. Prayer, prayer is tough for me. But the really hard thing for me is listening. That's the hardest thing, to sit still and to listen. But when I listen that's when I really get filled up. All those other things are awesome and you have to do them and I need them. But man, when I'll just stop and listen, that's when I really, oh, really feel the filling of the Holy Spirit. If I'll just make myself do it. And you may be different. You may listen really good, but you don't study as good. Or you may worship great, but you don't pray as much as you should. So you have to look at what, what is it that really fills you up? Now, here's the thing. If you're here and you, you, you decide that you're just not going to go through with the rest of your time with the Lord that's more, that morning, understand God is sitting above you going, oh, but I have so much more for you. Like, don't, don't leave. I've got, wait, 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 wait. Do you want, do you want, oh, do you want to be filled? I'll fill you all the way if you just spend some time with me. And when the Holy Spirit fills us, he fills us to overflowing to where we have streams of living water flowing from us. And that's awesome. That's what we want. We want to be filled. And the really great thing about being filled is not only does, not only does God give you the tools that you need to get you through the day, but as a filled person, that means that as you go to work and as you have contact with people throughout the day, you're going to have a tendency to spill on them. You're going to spill living water on them which is awesome. That's not a bad thing, okay? Everybody on the front row is like, if he spills that water on me. <laughs> this is a good thing. 
So when you go to work in the morning and you see somebody that's hurting, you can say, hey, can I, can I pray with you? Can I spend some time with you? Can I, can I just, can I tell you what I've done in my experiences where, where, where that's happened to me? And we just allow ourselves to be this living witness instead of this pushy Christian, right? We should be witnessing out of the overflow of our life. People should see the difference in us and the fact that we're overflowing in such a way that we say, I want to be a part of that. I want what he has. I want to be filled in that way. And so we go and we, and we say, hey, can, hey, tell you what, I'm, I'm going to pray for you right now, but can I write this situation down? And can I pray with you throughout the week? I'm going to write you in my prayer journal. And when I do, I'm going to pray for you throughout the week. And then you know what? In a couple of days, I'm going to come back and I'm going to see how you're doing. That's so different than what the world says. And that person is going to feel different. They're going to feel this living water coming from you to them. And, and, and it's going to blow them away. Now, I think that many times instead we push our agenda on people. We, we, we try to talk at them. We try to judge them. We try to tell them, you know what, if you, if you just stop making these choices, if you just stop doing these things, if you just come to church, if you would just stop being stupid, if you'd stop dating this person and all of those things, they may be true, but it's not living water. You're not showing them the difference that they can have if they're with the Lord. So a few months ago, we were privileged enough to bring in some exchange students in, into our home. And I know that for some of you that have taken some classes that I've taught over the last semester or, or maybe the last seminar that we did, you heard some of this. But for, for those that, you, that didn't, we, we had two uh, exchange students, one from Serbia, one from Spain, and then we had a third exchange student that was at our house uh, a lot. And one of those exchange students in particular came from a situation that was not, was not good, their first host home. So we were kind of this respite home for them. And as we brought them into their home, the home, we knew that it was a five-month commitment. We knew that, that we didn't really know if they knew the Lord. We didn't know if they had a relationship with God at all. We just knew that God was calling us to be a part of their life. And if, if you're going to be a part of, of our life, then we want you to, to understand that we have Jesus as a part of our life. And so as they came in, we just were very, very much uh, uh, low-key, non-pushy, non-threatening. Just, just, you know what, let's just show them how God works in our life. And it was, it was incredible because they all, if they believed in the Lord, it was just to a minimal point. I mean, they, they'd had religion, but they'd never had Christ. And so they came to the church for the first time and it didn't take them long and to, to come. But when they did, as soon as they stepped in the building, they felt the spirit like they'd never felt it before. They'd been to church, but they had never been in church. They had gone to religious activities, but they'd never felt the spirit. And when they walked in, you could see it on them. And they came in and they were a part of our worship. Do you know how blessed we are to have the worship that we have? Oh my gosh, we are so blessed. And they came in and they felt that worship experience and they listened to the message and the message at the end had a salvation moment in it. And it, they didn't even have, you didn't, you didn't even hesitate to receive Christ. 
They didn't even hesitate. And they didn't know all the answers. They didn't know all the biblical in and outs of, of, of uh, theology or understanding all the doctrine. All they knew was what they have, I want. What they're feeling, I want in me. The Holy Spirit will turn any skeptic into a believer. And that's what happened in their lives. And it was so beautiful and it was so wonderful and it was, it was so incredible. And you know what, Rebecca and I, we never pushed them. We never judged them. We never tried to talk them into something. All we did was we just tried to spill that living stream into their life. It was really cool for Father's Day. Um, I get a message from the girl that's from Serbia, who's just precious. And she writes to me um, and she says, hey, Tim, I'm so uh, sorry, I'm a little late with this, but my phone got fixed and I wanted to take time to write this. First of all, happy Father's Day. I love you so much. And I can't express how thankful I am for everything that you taught me. You showed me, you showed me what it really means to have a dad that shows up to all your events and listens to boy drama and calls you names and watches Big Brother and, and The Bachelor with you. Which I, I don't watch The Bachelor. I don't, know. I don't know where that came from. Silly European. I don't, she doesn't. You showed me what it means to have a figure that will always take care of you and look after you and will protect you. Also, you taught me about another figure that will never leave my side. And I keep spreading that word. You showed me what real love and marriage looks like. Both you and Rebecca have opened my eyes and I think the eyes of all three of us, speaking of the other exchange students, because we didn't really get to see much of that throughout our lives. Your whole family is something amazing. So much differences in love and fun. And I've been nothing but blessed to be a part of that family. Big hugs and hello to everyone. I love you and I miss you. Hope you have a wonderful day. So she writes this and she writes it from a changed heart from just experiencing what Jesus can do in your life, what the spirit can do in your life. Now, for me, many times, I, probably for you too, when you wake up in the morning, you start to fill up. And you get sidetracked. And like I said, okay, I'm gonna read my Bible. I'm gonna do my devotion. And we've given great tools like version and that kind of thing to be able to do that with. But then I get distracted. And then it's like, oh, I gotta get to work. And then I, I gotta go, I go grab a breakfast bar that doesn't have yeast in it. And I... <laughs> I go jump in my car and I'm riding to work and I'm trying to just pray as I go. And, and so this is about all I got for the morning. And so I'm only a little bit filled and I, I can't really, as much as I try, spread the spirit of God in this living water like I would want to because I didn't fill up. And when we do this, this is usually when we get in the flesh. And we see somebody that needs help and we start telling them what's wrong with their life instead of telling them how Jesus can help them. We start judging and we stop praying. 
And it becomes more about what we think instead of what the spirit will lead us to do. That's why it's so important that we don't stop there. And not only that, but when we don't fill up all the way, we leave the world to fill us up the rest of the way. And the world is ugly and the world's got a lot of stuff going on. You get up in the morning and you take off, you don't fill up all the way. You get cut off in traffic. You get a little mad. Then that person with their love shows you that you're number one. <laughs> Which makes you matter. And you get to work and somebody's in your parking place. And you're late. Then you realize, oh no. Oh no. I forgot all about that deadline I have. I'm, I'm in big trouble. If I don't get that turned in on time, oh, I could lose my job. I could get a demotion. What am I going to do? And as the day goes through, the, the day goes on and you don't get it done, that stress just mounts and mounts and mounts. And then some girl that's been flirting with you walks by and she's a hottie. And then she walks by again. And she walks by again. And you start thinking things that you shouldn't think. And you start, your mind starts going in places that it shouldn't go. And so you started off the day and you have nothing but stress, anger, frustration, lust. And that's what's filling you up. And then three o'clock hits and you think, I just got a couple more hours to, to, uh, of work to go. And you get that phone call. Your child's been in an accident. And that's what you're filled with. When we fill up with the Holy Spirit and we fill up completely, there's room, there's not room for anything else. But when we don't fill up, all of these other things can enter our life. And unfortunately, when we go to work in the morning, we look more like this. And you wonder why people avoid you. You wonder why you have no friends. <laughs> and it's because you filled up with everything but what you're supposed to fill up with. But we got to make time for it. We got to schedule it. Ma'am, our most, most important appointment in the day is with our Lord and Savior. Our most important time of the day is when we're filling up with the Holy Spirit so that we can be what we need to be for everybody else but also so we can have the tools to be effective just to make it. You can tell the difference when you have a great devotion in the morning for the rest of the day or when you have a lousy devotion for the rest of the day, can't you? You can feel it. It makes such a difference. Now, this isn't the case for everybody. For many, we get up and we're really diligent about this. This is very important to us. And we fill up and we fill up and we fill up. And man, we got all the different things recorded for us to watch and listen to. And we are ready, boy. Whoo, we've got, we've got worship flowing in our, in our house. And we've got, we've got time where we can be quiet. And we are just filled up. But the problem is we don't do anything with it. And water that does not flow become stagnant. We have all of this great knowledge. We have all of these great times with the Lord. 
We have all of these things that the Lord has given us with spiritual gifts and heart and ability and, and, our, and he's shaped our gifts and our personality so that we can minister to others, so that we can, we can be living water to others. But we never serve, so we always stay stagnant. And as good as that water looks right now, if it sits there long enough and it doesn't move, it gets stinky. Stagnant water stinks. Stagnant water cannot bring about life. Stagnant water only brings about stalls in your life. When somebody comes to me and they say, you know what? I just don't feel like I'm growing anymore. I just, I feel stuck. When you hear that, your question back to them should be, are you serving? Are, are you serving? Are you ministering? All of this great knowledge that you have, all of these great experiences that ha you have, are you giving them to somebody else? Because if you're not, you're gonna stall. You're gonna become stagnant. You're gonna be filled up, but you're not gonna be pouring out. Now, at Fellowship, we have all these great ways that we can serve, all these awesome opportunities that we can serve. And as we go through life, our, what we're gifted for, what we're ready for, it can change. And so for me right now, I'm an empty nester. I haven't had little kids for a long time. One of the things I love to do, I love to go back and help in children's ministry when they need me. And I really, really love to work in the walkers class. That's the, the, just the little guys. They're just something about that age group that I just love. And a lot of times what I do is I go back and if there's somebody, a child that's upset, that's crying, I'll just try to maybe get them out into the hallway and play with them. Because you know what happens in a, in a walker's class when one starts crying, <laughs> right? They all start crying and it's like this domino effect. And so last, just a couple of weeks ago, I had this little girl and her name is Brooklyn. I'll show you a picture of her. Isn't she cute? Awesome, cutest little thing. And Brooklyn had had a tough weekend. She didn't get a lot of sleep the night before. The family had a lot of activities and stuff going on. And so when she came to church, she was just not doing well. The last thing she wanted to do was be away from her mom. So she was upset and she started to cry, which caused another person to cry, which caused another person to cry, which that just happens. And those people were actually the teachers. They weren't even the kids. And so, <laughs> so... So I stepped in and I was like, hey, hey, can I, let me, let me take her for a second because I just love this little girl. And so, so I took her out and I tried all my tricks, man. I, I tried to play with her. I tried, I have these little blocks. I'm playing with the blocks. Man, nothing. I have this Donald Duck voice that I do that, that usually helped, that didn't make, didn't make a dent. And, and I just could not get her to stop crying. And then I thought, well, maybe I can just sit down and try to rock her to sleep. Maybe that'll work. And honestly, I didn't think I had a chance, but, but it worked. And so Sarah took this picture and she's just, she's out. And, and, I, and she did that for like 30 minutes. Now understand, so, some people would not like that. I love that. That was so cool. I felt like I felt like I was just able to love on this little precious gift from God. And, 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 and I was able to help a little bit by, by getting a crying baby out of the, out of the classroom so that it didn't spread. And so, so man, that for me right now, that was, I love that age group. Love it. Now, when I had kids that age group, I didn't want to work in that classroom. Are you kidding me? I, I come to church to get away from them. But now I don't have that anymore. So I miss it and I love it. And so that's what we have to ask ourselves. 
What has God given you the spiritual gifts, the heart, the ability, the personality, and the experience to do? He's shaped you as a vessel to do something. What is it? He shaped you as a vessel to pour out into other people's lives. And you might think, you know what? That doesn't seem like a lot. That doesn't seem like a big deal. But as a result of me just being able to hold her and help her go to sleep, not only did I bless her classroom, but her parents got to come to church. Her parents got to be a part of the worship service. So you are making a deposit in somebody else's life that's going to pay off. It's going to be a blessing whether it's children's ministry or, or maybe it's middle school or high school. We have, guys, we have the, the most amazing children's ministry, middle school and high school ministry. Amazing. It's incredible. If you have not, if, not, if you haven't even seen our facilities, you just need to look at our facilities. They will blow you away in what our kids get to be a part of. But that's just the facilities. The volunteers that we have, the curriculums that we do, the way that these people pour their lives into your kids is beautiful, life-changing. It is, it is streams of living water that is coming from God to a person to somebody else. And we want you to be a part of it. Now, at a church this big, I think a lot of times people go, well, you know, you guys got plenty of small group leaders. You don't need anybody in adult ministry. Yes, we do. You got plenty of people in children's ministry. You don't need any help there. Yet, no, we need you. We need you and we want you to be a part of our team. And whether that's security or ushers or running a camera or being in the choir or, or working in uh, the bookstore or helping us out at the information counter, we need you. We want you to be a part of this ministry. And you know what? God wants you to be a part of this ministry. So we have this really cool expo set up in the lobby. It's got all kinds of options for ministry out there. And I, I want to take a second now and just pray over you that God would tell you, the Holy Spirit would, would, would lead you in a direction to be able to serve and serve in a way that you were shaped to. So let's, let's bow together. Lord, we love you and we thank you so much that you love us so much that you want to do life with us and you want to do life with us daily. It's, it's not, an, you love us so much, it's not enough for us to have a date once a month. You want to date us daily. You want to see us daily. You want to minister with us and to us and have us a part of your life on a daily basis. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you for loving us that way. Thank you for filling us up if we'll just sit still long enough for you to do it. Praise you for that and help us to be better with that. And help us to not be religious with it or legalistic, but Lord, it would just it would just be birthed out of a beautiful relationship and a desire to be close to you. And then Lord, I pray for us that are struggling with figuring out how to serve, where to serve. Lord, I pray right now, your spirit would touch every person in this room and speak to them how they should minister. Speak to them in what way you would have them spill over into somebody else's life. For some of you, it's children. For some of you, it's small groups. We have a great adult ministry here. For some of you, God's given you the gift of hospitality and you would be the most awesome greeter if you would just step forward and do it. 
So Lord, call us according to your purpose. We love you. We thank you. We pray, Lord, that we would fill up on a daily basis. We wouldn't become stagnant. We wouldn't allow the bad stuff of life to fill us up. And that you would help us to be that living witness for you. Every day we go to work. Every day we have contact with anyone in our life. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you Labor Day weekend. Thanks for tuning in to today's message. If you've never taken an opportunity to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, we would love to talk to you about doing that right now. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 9, and 10, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And you can do that right now today. Pray this prayer to begin your relationship with God through Jesus. God, I am sorry for my sins. I've made mistakes. I apologize. I turn from them and I turn to you. I want to make you the Lord and leader of my life. Guide me. Teach me how you want me to live. I want to live for all eternity in heaven with you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins and raising to life again. In Jesus' name I pray. Friends, we believe if you prayed that prayer, you have begun your relationship with Jesus Christ. And we would love to hear from you here at Fellowship Church. Simply contact us at 970-245-PRAY or go online to fellowshipgj.com and tell us your story.